powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I just want to open this show with a very uh, sincere thank you to anyone who has the energy to not only watch this, but also especially to our third time returning guest, Terry McGurin. Dude, I would not have been like that upset if you said, I can't do it. I have, I have to go to bed. I can't, I can't handle this. It's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you sent me the message first saying, I, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at least, at least it was a bit more interesting towards the end, but like that's, that's brutal. Anyway, um, I would say I did, I did this on purpose for you. I just noticed, Oh, I'm actually wearing this today. I'm wearing my, uh, my Beatles uh, peanuts shirt. Ah, uh, nice. And I'll pretend it was just it was just for you, buddy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even. Where did you even start with this? Like, there's there's a million I'll, different ways to go. I I I want. I would start this way. I would say that if this game had happened before the Christmas break, we'd be taking so many positives away from it. But tonight i hate how good of a point that is that's yeah yeah hard to take a positive away from this i mean it was exciting but oh that embellishment on Giroux. oh after the after the after after the no call on makar in the first i thought i i was so angry that they cut away to a commercial because i wanted to see Giroux realize he had been called for it I'm sure he kept his cool, but at the end of the game, I did see him say, yeah. uh, fuck off to the ref. Just um, like, oh, that was so, I think we can safely say maybe one team had it worse than the other. I won't say any names, but the refs for both sides, garbage. Yes. Absolutely garbage. I think I saw a lot of people saying, well, it was a one goal game. And yeah, the Avs were gifted a goal, but like the Sens were gifted a goal on that power play. No, no, guys, the Sens were gifted an opportunity on that power play where they scored. Colorado was genuinely 100% gifted a goal. It's yes. very different. It's very different. Um, yeah, even Lars Eller, when he put it in, at first was kind of like shrugging, smiling. Like, like, ah, look what I did. Uh, yeah. I know it's not going to count. I know, you know, fuck, crazy. Just oh, so <laughs> I have notes. I don't even know if it's worth going through them. Like it just feels like a mess of a. Uh. So okay, well I, let's let's start with one positive. Um, the fact that uh, do I have the final shot count here available to me? Here we go, thirty-six to thirty in favor of Ottawa when they started out eight nothing for Colorado. I want to say. Yeah, I think so. They went Ottawa went almost eight minutes without a shot to start the game, which is nuts because it's so. So you're like eight minutes into the game, shots are seven or eight nothing for Colorado. The score is two nothing, and that's the start you have against a goalie who sucks. Frankly, the the because Colorado had their I believe he's their third string. I yeah. I think um 
and he his NHL career save percentage is 884. And it's not like a fluke. He like, oh, he had a couple bad calls. Like he's played 33 NHL games. He has an 884 save percentage. And you don't put a shot on net until eight minutes in? I think I, I, I'm willing to bet that Colorado knew Ottawa's going to come out gangbusters because we played last night and went to OT or shootout. They went all the way to the shootout. So yeah. they're, they're thinking Ottawa's going to come out strong. Let's match it. And if we run out of gas afterwards, who cares? But let's kill the building right away, um, which is a smart play. And then, of course, they got two yeah. goals out of it. So, you know, and Ottawa didn't get their first shot until they were almost done their power yeah. play. And then, you know? and then I think the Sens went on a run of where the shots were like 10 to 1 in their favor. So just a, as, pain, as painful as the game was, it really was back and forth for a majority of it. Like the Sens never felt like 100% out of it. Like when it was 5 to 2 after that, after that Eller goal, it kind of felt like a lost cause. But yeah. 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 I didn't, I, I, I wasn't sure how they would come out of the dressing room to start the third after that yeah. goal. Uh, cause you, you, I, I, I don't know how they shake that off. I was, I was still angry right to the end of the game. Oh, the, 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 I've never seen DJ run through the hall that fast. He was out of there so fast. And when they cut to him, when they, when the audience cheered the first, uh, icing oh, hall, the, DJ yeah. is laughing too. I was like, Oh That's... buddy, you're going to take a bench minor. That's, I mean, I love that, but like, I can't believe he wasn't screaming at the refs on that goal. Like, I, I understand why he challenged because he had, to, like, he had to do something. Like, yeah, it's not. I think everyone knew it's not going to be goaltender interference. It, it, that's just not what the play was. But he had to do something. I get it. But like, I think maybe it's because I'm, I'm a diehard Blue Jays fan, and two of their last three managers were like kicked out a lot. Like, uh. Both Gibby and uh, and Montoya were like kicked out a lot, ejected a lot. So I think just part of it there is that uh, I, when when something like that happens, I want to see minimum two forehead veins popping, and I just, just nothing like that. So I don't know if he's late waiting. He's like, I'll, I'll wait to get fined for after the game. We'll see. Um, I I yeah. hope he has something to say in in his post game. Uh, I mean, I, I I I'm sure he's gonna he's he can't not mention it. And I right. don't think, he'll, I don't think he'll say, well, these things happen. I think he'll say something, but in the moment, uh, it's a hard call. I think, I think he, he challenged it because he, he wanted to give them an opportunity to kind of go, okay, fuck. We missed the icing. We missed the whistle when Sogard clearly had possession of the puck. Yeah. You know, let's say that the pad was pushed in. Like, even if it wasn't, let's fucking right. say it. Yeah. Um, and Cheryl Pounder mentioned that there's a, a ref in the building, not on the ice, which I, I don't know. I, I I think that's the first time I've ever heard that or I've never or I knew it and forgot it that could have called down and said that play should have been dead. Like, that's a dead play. What are you doing? It's yeah, I, I can't remember. Sorry to whoever tweeted this. If you're watching, I, I forget who tweeted, but someone mentioned on Twitter how like. Sure, if that play was offside to the point of a millimeter where the refs physically can't see it 30 seconds ago, that can be called back. But because they decided not to blow the whistle on an icing or a goalie possession to blow the play dead, they're like, well, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> it's, it's such it a broken weird. system. And yeah, it is weird that like if they have, you know, like a floating ref 
watching everything like you'd think they'd give that ref like you know just basic power to be like no this is an obvious no go but yep <sighs> yep uh, uh, good, good hits too 28 to 15 for ottawa were the hits like we were really pouring them on at the end there yeah yeah batherson had a huge one like a lot of players that you wouldn't expect throwing batherson throws like when he throws hits he's a big boy it works right? like, it works yeah it would man if he played that way all the time oh shit i think also being on kachuk's line again is probably, it's probably jazzing helping, yeah. a little bit yeah yeah a lot of line shuffling with this one yeah with and out yeah with the uh, greg being called up and stuck on the second line like that's pretty he looked good i think like as it, far as if we're taking some positive out of the game I think I think yeah, really Greg looked really really solid. Um, don't send him back down again, please. <laughs> it's a weird thing I have to I have to say though because it's not like he was lighting it up in the AHL. Like when he was no. sent down, he had whatever it was, what like one one point over six games or something. Like yeah. it was like okay, so does he have his confidence back? And and not that. I understand that his ceiling is much higher and that's who the Ottawa fans want to see. Like calling up Lucini, everyone would be like, why, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. but, but Lucini also has like 13 points in his last 15 games. So it's a weird, I yeah. don't know. You know, Strange. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Lassie Thompson's call up. He's got 14 points in his last 16. Did, I don't yeah. know if you caught I don't know if you caught the the last nights where uh, Utica tied it up with a minute and 11 seconds left, and then Lassie Thompson scored with 13 seconds left to get the lead back. And it wow. was just like, all right, this kid's fucking got some mojo right now. Let's get him up. Which here. is good, yeah, because he, he, I think he, he was called up for two games this season, and he just he kind of got caved in on both of them, but I can't even remember who he was paired with. I don't think yeah. whoever he was paired with was much help. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah he I... certainly didn't get to play with Sanderson. You know, no, like no. Yeah, this uh, this was a weird game, man. It, yeah, <laughs> it. Oh, that was. Yeah, um, I don't even know what I want to talk. If there's anything else about this game, I really, really want to talk about. Uh, Stutzla up to seventy six points in sixty four games. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just that's the thing. He's having so many quiet three points here, two points here. Like it just, it's just piling up, absolutely piling up. Um, he's fantastic. He's he's just... gonna hit a hundred points at some point in his career. Like it, like he, he's oh, going to like. Unreal. So in the uh, yay or nay, they oh I... Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I, I know we definitely touched on this last time, but Bruce, for Bruce to say they have to trade to Brinkett is kind of crazy. Like he's, I mean, luckily there's, you know, there's no ownership left for him to talk to right now. So That's true. That's true. usually when yep. Bruce would say something like that, you'd go, oh, fuck, Melnick wants to move uh, him. Yeah. And he's just telling Bruce, uh, go soften up the crowd for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now Bruce is just saying whatever the hell he wants, I think. But 
I, I don't know. He said, you got to mm. move him and get that first round pick. And I'm like, what first round pick? Whose pick are you getting? No, like, okay. So let's see if we can speak something into existence for a second show in a row here. Cause okay. for those, for those who didn't tune in last time, Terry was on the show. Uh, we spent a good 10, 15 minutes talking about a potential Jacob Chikrin trade 20 hours later, he's in Ottawa. So Let's see. Let's see what we can do here. So, how do you feel about? Because I here's here's I'll, I'll I'll throw my opinion at you in general. I hate a yes or no question being should this player be resigned because it, it's so much more than that. There's term. There's cap hit. Like there's contracts. I think I would love to see the send signed to bring it to, and there are contracts I wouldn't want to see him signed to. Right? Like just to be like yes or no on a player and saying no, I think is absolutely insane. Um, uh, and on the flip side, same thing with, you know, do you trade him? Because then it's like, yeah. for what? What is the return? You know, like. Yeah. So I think, I do think, though, before we get into, like, any, if, if we want to start throwing some numbers around, I do think he, he's young and he's having an off season, right? So I think I brought this up last year that I think he's just going to take the qualifying offer and bet on himself and try and drive up the price for next off season when he'll be a UFA. So I can't see him like in a perfect role, like the sign, the send sign him eight years at seven and a half mil per year. It's not going to happen. Like there's no way there's not a, not a chance. If it isn't eight by nine, he's just going to take his qualifying hope that he puts up 45, 50 goals next year and has like a huge, huge year. And then that way he's coming off his best season. He'll be 26 years old and still have and have no UFA years bought out at that point, right? So it just feels like he he to me he seems like the guy who's going to bet on himself. You really think he would turn down eight times nine? No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying that's what you need to you oh need yeah to give him yeah. If it's if it's less than that, I can't even eight by eight. I could see him being like, I'll take my nine this season and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, maybe eight by eight five. Or if they offered him the exact same money as Stitzel, I I don't know. Yeah, because I think I think that's going to be part of it too. Is is because I don't, I don't know I don't know how much I buy into that. So many people are like, well, you can't give this guy this contract, or he'll be your highest paid player, and this player is better than him. But like, you have to take into account like when contracts are signed and like the cap at the time and everything, right? So yep. I I don't know. Does I don't know if if Pierre is one of those guys who says, well, I can't pay you more than Tim. Or well, but we we definitely thought that that Stitzel wouldn't get more than Kachuk at this point. Like uh, right. I thought so anyway. I thought well, Kachuk they made that offer. That's a good offer. That's what Stitzel will get. But they paid yeah. him more. So maybe maybe they do bump up to eight five and see if that'll get eight years. But do yeah. you want that? Do you want that deal? Do you take that deal? Do you jump on it? Are you excited? If, if about I'm. If I'm going to Debrinkit's agent and I say, I'll give you an 8x8 today, and they come back at me with 8x8.5, I just take it. 500k, it's not worth getting. Like 500k a year, I don't think that's worth getting into a back and forth and risk burning bridges or, or upsetting one party. Um, but I also don't even know if an eight by eight or even eight by eight point five will be on the table. I I don't know because I think Debrinket like look what look at what goal scorers are getting paid right like 
Yeah. Obviously, it's not a perfect example, but Pasternak has put up so many goals, so many seasons, and he got, what, 11 and change, I think, which, frankly, uh, he took a discount to stay in Boston. Um, yes. Because, of course, he did. Oh, my God. Um, so, if Debrink is like, if I come back next year, score 45 goals, and show that I can score 40-plus goals, or at least on pace for 40-plus goals every other year, there's no way he takes anything that starts with an 8, right? Like, at that point. True. True. So, I don't know. It depends. I, I The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, well, maybe he's fine with like an 8 by 8 ish in that general area i don't know i i don't know what what where his mind is at but he he gives me he kind of gives me the uh the i don't know he gives me a vibe where i'm like he he would bet on himself i see him as someone who i don't know i feel like he's comfortable betting on himself i guess it's such a hard thing like especially next year right because next year the teams he'd want to play on don't have room for him like so if if Ottawa's moving him, they have to. They, ha- I don't, I don't even know how you'd you'd do it. What team yeah. is, you know, is it is it Montreal? Does Montreal have nine million dollars of cap space, or are we taking back a player and a pick? Maybe maybe they would throw and, us Florida's first. And we know Pierre hates trading in the division too. Looking back at you know Mike Hoffman, um, yeah, because. Back then, that's that's for those who don't know. Despite the fact that Hoffman ended up on Florida, the original plan was Florida was in on Mike Hoffman from the Sens, um, and Pierre said no, even though they offered more than San Jose because he didn't want him in the division. So <laughs> sends him to San Jose, immediately flipped to Florida. Um, so I don't know. I like ah, oh, this is so tough. This is this is a tough one. I don't know what what if you. <sighs> What's a contract that you think is fairly realistic that Debrinka could sign that you would be okay with? Like, what do you? Th- what's an overpay for you, in your opinion? An overpay would be uh eight point eight five. Is what I on an eight year deal. That's right. what I'd be willing to offer. And but you're you're one hundred percent correct in like if he is on a forty goal pace next season, he'll be like. I could have had 10. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't um, know. It, it all depends. It's, I think that's the thing. I think if and it also depends like how much he likes it so far, right? Like if he's like this, yeah. I love playing for this team and they're offering me 8 million for the next eight years. Maybe he's just like, you know what? That's a fucking shit ton of money. I'm just going to take it and enjoy my time here. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one because it's uh, it in that situation you're like okay well I don't know the new owners, I don't know the new coach. I assume that maybe the GM, the coach, and the owners are all gonna change, and then I've already signed a deal here. I don't know. It's, that's yeah, and you'd hope, and you would hope that the sale would come, you know, at least early off season. Well, they but are saying that, right? Isn't they're, that they're, what... they're going through bids right now? I think. Um, and I actually, I actually brought this up on on the last show that I did, where I think we need to understand that uh, we're probably going into next year with either neither one of Pierre and DJ or both of them. It's either going to be a complete like revamp of management, like a new ownership might come in and just clean house. I don't know if new ownership is going to come in and, and and pick and choose who stays. 
Um, I think it's usually either you clean house or you just kind of leave it as is and hope for the best. But um, I don't know. I don't know how the, I don't know how the fan base would take it if DJ stayed. Okay, so what what do you think would upset people more, DJ staying or Pierre getting fired after having honestly like a great nine months? <laughs> uh, I think DJ staying would upset right. the fan base more because it's so clear that our defensive system has not worked while he's been here and yeah. nothing's yeah. been done about it. And if not yeah. for our power play clicking this season, we would be the most dreadful team in the NHL. And like now five that the power play doesn't work. <laughs> five on five apparently does. Um, yeah. Actually, well, you know, that said, Sens were what, two for five in the power play tonight? So, like, maybe turning around, but yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, that 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 road trip, the, the, the power play on that road trip they just came off of was just like i uh, <laughs> i can't even i i can't even begin to talk about how painful that is like the second that 5v5 starts working just the power play is is gone yeah it's gone so, yeah it was great yeah so it it can never all be clicking at once it can't yeah. So, and I know a lot of people were talking about as far as new coaches go, people were really excited about the idea of Barry Trotz. He's the new GM in Nashville now, or going to be after the season. Um, still hope for Bruce Boudreaux, I guess. Um, if he wants to go back know. to coaching next season, might want some time off. I don't know. I think but, he'd, I think he'd jump on the chance to coach Ottawa right now. It seems uh, like a fun group to coach at the very least. Um, yeah. And do, I mean, the, the, I guess that's another, do they need a friend? Like, that's the thing. Everyone's like, DJ's like so good with the young kids. And it's like, well, do they still need a friend at this point? Or they do they need someone to go like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, like to, not, not to, you know, keep talking about the, the Blue Jays, but, um, you know, they, they had a, they had a manager switch mid season last year and, after they had fired Montoyo, um, a lot of people, including like star players, like Bo Bichette said, you know, like, like, cause Montoyo had always been seen as like, he's great with the young players. He's really supportive and everything. And then after he was fired, Bo Bichette basically said like, no, this is good. Like we need someone to really like kind of kick our ass into gear here. So yeah, I think, I think, I think you need that kind of nurturing kind of presence when they're all rookies, but a lot of these guys are on year four, year five now outside of, well, I guess Stutzel's on year three. So most of them are year three to five, somewhere in there as far as most of the core goes. So maybe yeah. they're at the point now where you have to get that hard ass who's not afraid to yell at you as much yeah. as, as, as you need to hear it. So, yeah. I wonder how Jiru like feels about like the kid gloves in the locker room. Is he just like, we're losing on this road trip. The playoffs are evaporating and you're still being buddies, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think it, I mean, I don't know where you're at. Is it wrong as a sense fan to say, like, I think playoffs, we can say that's not happening. It, yeah. Now. I think, I think, yeah. I mean, they were, I would say that at the, I won't say at like the, the, the most likely point, they were still a dream. Uh, it was, it was a tough ask, even, you know, following yeah. those those back-to-back -back wins against Detroit 
I would love to go back to then right now. Just, just that feeling again of like, this team is, is so good and so yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think me, I think the way that I was constantly saying this is fun, but next year's the year was me knowing I need to have a bit of padding for this fall off that was coming. Um, but yeah, no, next year's the year. I hope. Um, but yeah, like I, I think, I think, I think you're right with, with a bit uh, with like, if you can bring in a coach with better defensive structure and fill out the depth a little bit more, um, this, yeah. this team, cause the, the core is, you know, I won't say it's the best in the league by any means, but it, I, I feel confident with this core playing up against anyone else in the league, frankly. Yeah. I think you, you're, you know, next year you've got, you know, Greg is going to, put on some weight hopefully and has learned a little bit about like what he needs to do to succeed in the NHL. Now you've yeah. got, you've got Norris coming back in, which slots are centers down. Like that's yeah. massive. Um, and I mean, well, I guess, I guess the big thing that becomes the thing, like that whole thing of like, well, if, if Debrinket is like, well, I'm not signing this and I want over nine, if you want to sign me for eight years or I'm yeah. taking the one year deal and then Ottawa's like, well, what do we hang on to him till trade deadline? No, we've got to move him now so that we're getting the most value we can. It, it becomes a nightmare. Yes. That's the thing, right? Cause you're going to get more for him in an off season trade. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's concerning. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe Ryan Reynolds comes in and, and Debrinket has so much fun with all the cameras around for the new for the new documentary series. He's like, you know what, I'm gonna stick around and get those TV residuals. I don't know if the players get any of that, but uh I don't know how it works for the documentary series if if you know you get you maybe you just get your one time, you know, appearance fee or whatever. I know I, I once talked to a guy who was on Canadian Pickers. He's like, yeah, I got paid for that episode. I don't know if he gets residuals on it or not, but um, you, I, I guess you're as good as anyone to ask about that kind of stuff if you know what. what yeah, I don't. Involved. I don't. I don't know how documentary works. I know for live action there are residuals, but I, yeah. I don't know if a documentary is a separate category. I've never been in a documentary. Um, yeah. Oh man, right, that's a, that's a that's a call out to uh, hey Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds when you buy the sends and you're looking for uh, footage from podcasts, feel free to pull from this and then you can give Terry his uh, his documentary debut. That's right. Yeah, that's I'd it. That I'd appreciate that. And one of the reasons I say, and it's not just because Ottawa's fallen off a little bit, because numerically we still have a chance. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the main thing is that I I was kind of looking at like the matchups the Islanders and Pittsburgh are left with, and it is so easy. It's like, the opposite of the Sen schedule. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They have, they have some real easy games. Uh, and, and right now it's, it's Ottawa or Washington probably have the hardest matchups remaining. So yeah. there's still Buffalo and Florida above us too. Like, you know, um, Florida what the hell did did they put in nine goals in the first period what the hell did they do tonight yeah I think it was I think it was seven three after the first Jeez, which that's... yeah oh Montreal got three goals good for them yeah I think I think final was nine to five nine five yeah was that so yeah so and hey speaking of 
crazy blowouts. At the very least, you're on this Avs game and not the last one where they won, where they beat the Sens seven nothing. Um, I actually, I think, I think. So, what is it? The Sens have. I think the Sens have. What was the last game that you were on for? Was it? I don't even remember which game that was. We won. We won the last time I was on. Didn't was it? Didn't was we? it? That was the last game before trade. Last game before. I don't even remember what game you were on last. I'm sorry, man. I don't even remember which game that was. Um, either way, the unfortunately for you, the the sense point percentage with you on game over is not ideal. Either way, <laughs> um, let's see here. You were on for oh, it was the second Detroit game, so that would have been the six two. Was it six one and then six two? I think so. Yeah, still pretty so, good. So you know, yeah. one two record. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That first one was not. Yeah, good I'll, at all. I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll give you the uh, the uh, the layup games next season and uh, see see if we can get you on for some like an undefeated run. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So at this point, at this point, knowing that because like the Islanders are eight points up, like Sens, I think Sens are eight points back of the Islanders with three games in hand. So even then, it's 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 not looking great so no no yeah. no 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 playoffs this year probably but and i i think i think it, it's it's a mix of um just because the way that the sense season has gone it started out so brutal and then got better and now it's kind of brutal again because ends are what one and five in their last six so i think it's that brutal start and kind of this really really rough end that Maybe not no, 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 scratch that. I think it's it's the fact that they played so well in the middle that in our minds we're like, oh, playoffs were definitely on the table, and maybe they were at one point. But oh. I I do think that you have to look at this season as at the very least, like if not like a complete success, at the very least, like it was it was, you know, it, it helped progress the team. It, it's it. I think it was. <sighs> Not as much of a success as it could have been, but I think it's still a positive overall this season. I agree. And I mean, you know, we, we went on the road with, with no Talbot, no Forsberg. That's, there's not a yeah. lot of teams in the NHL that can have their two, their starter and their backup go down and, and fight for a playoff spot. I don't know too many teams. That's, that do yeah. That. Yeah. Like they said, I think they said on the broadcast, you don't get a Hamburglar run too often. So, no, it was it was a, that was yeah that was a that was a tall order for sure. But yeah, I think you know next season, both goalies don't get injured. Norris isn't out all season, and Zub isn't hurt three times. Like I think there's a better yeah. chance of the core staying healthy. I hope, I hope. Hopefully, Shabbat plays more like Shabbat next season as well. And like I mean, I know I was just saying how great the 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 the, the core is in my opinion. I do think that there are a few things that need to go right for the core to be as elite as they can be. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I am already I'm I'm unfortunate not to you know act like I don't care about the remaining whatever. This was game what sixty was this game sixty four five? I don't know. I can't do math. Anyway, the next fifteen or so games. Um, like I'm still gonna watch them intently and have a great time watching them, but I'm already thinking about and my I'm already like building next year's lineup in my head, uh, which yeah. is tough to do without knowing what the Debrinket situation is going to be. But I guess I don't know. I don't know. I think you might have a point if 
he's like, I'm taking my qualifying offer and that's it. Pierre might feel the pressure to move him. So I don't know. I I, I think they I think they'd they'd have to, wouldn't they? I think they'd have to. You can't uh, risk him walking. Like if if he walks, that's that's a disaster. Because like <sighs> you're in a so okay. Now imagine so so in this situation, like oh, uh, I'm getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a what playoff about- spot. Okay. You, right, you're you're right. in a playoff spot come trade deadline. Debrinket's on the roster on his QO. He's going to be a UFA at the end of the season. Like, what the hell do you do in that situation? It's like, it's, that's, that's the situation you need to try and avoid. Right. Like I, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't think, uh, uh, I'm, I'd be very hesitant to say that we're a cup contender next year. I think we're a right. playoff team next year, but a mm-hmm. cup contender would be a, a, a tough sell and it's not like we've got this aging course so you're like no we've got to hang on to everyone and just go for it because this is our last yeah. the can you can't do that you've got you've got a bunch of 20 23 to 25 year old superstars like or elite talent on your team yeah I, I do think the issue with that is that there's this like it almost feels like a two like like I'm not saying that the contention window is this long. There's just a very specific window of two years until Chicker needs a raise, and I don't know what you do when that comes because after two years, Chicker's going to need a raise and Sanderson's ELC is done. Yes, that's going to cause some issues. But there's big, but there is big money. There's there's like this this year the they're talking one mil. I I, I don't yeah. I don't. I don't believe Gary Bettman when he said, "Oh, it could be three point five or four or yeah. whatever the hell he said." Yeah, well, the cap's going to be ninety in three years. Like, yeah, whatever. But I do think that in two years, it's going to there is going to be a bump, and right. if there's if there's a significant bump, and and I'm I'm still of the mindset that you know, uh, you know, Chickering's also a lefty. You've got Clevin coming in, a left, a second. Uh, second pairing left hand D man is easier to find. So when we're stuck, I still feel like Chabot is the first guy I move. If if we've signed long term deal with the Brinket, I know, I know. When, you you brought this up your first time on in November, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now with Sanderson and Chikrin, I'm starting. You're kind of you're starting yeah. to convince me, man. You're. <laughs> Yeah. You're starting to yeah. pull me in. And I want to, I, I, here's a question. We got you, like you said, you got the 15 games left, whatever it is. Yeah. Are you, uh, I mean, at some point, you just have to stop playing Watson and, and Gambrell. Like it, the guys that you know aren't coming back next year. Don't you want to bring some young guys up and see what you've got? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Bernard Docker is on a, a one way next year anyway, right? Like he's not yeah. ELC, so he, he's he's gonna have to be part of the team if he's part of the team, unless you're moving him. Um, Lassie Thompson has one more year of ELC, so I guess you don't have to bring him up if you don't want to. Um, but who else? Uh, Sokolov is in his yeah, final Sokolov, year. Crookshank. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, oh, there's guys that if you don't get a look at them and then you sign them and try and get them through waivers, I don't know. 
it's yeah well you know <laughs> all that to say so i will i will pull back the curtain on production here a bit uh we do have two minutes remaining in the zoom so i'm gonna put you on the spot here man if you got more stuff you want to talk about i'm perfectly happy throwing another zoom link at you and keep going if not i'm perfectly happy to let you go if you're if you're done for the night man completely leave it up to you yeah i guess i i mean we're we're talking future stuff anyway we can yeah we can do a postseason. there chat. we go do a little off-season yeah. show or something we'll see what we can do with that yeah all right well listen man thank you again for coming on three-time guest terry mcgurin man it's it's been it's been great getting to know you over these shows man um and uh yeah everyone for uh everyone watching and uh listening to the show thank you so much and uh i saw a few people in the chat saying that they love you as a guest and don't worry as long as terry wants to he will be back on next season so thanks charlie <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be bringing you on a whole bunch later on so thank you everyone for watching and listening make sure to like the stream and video and subscribe to sdpn on youtube and uh well fingers crossed for next game i guess Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.